Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I am a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower businesswomen to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today I'm going to share with you my 10 tips for being a kick-ass presenter. These are the things that I think are the single most important things that you can do to prepare, to deliver, and to really end on a high note. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast, and I am so excited to have you here. If you've been here for a while, you may have noticed that last week I did not put out a podcast. And let me tell you, this past week I have been recovering from a very serious cold that totally knocked out my voice box. And to be honest, I was actually pretty freaked out because this past Saturday I had the opportunity to present at the Oregon Small Business Fair. And the whole week I was just like, come on voice, come back and drinking all of the throat co tea possible. But enough about that. So I'm back this week and I'm super excited about this topic. And this actually came about based on a conversation I had at the small business fair. So I had one woman in the audience who was so sweet and came up to me afterwards and asked, you know, how do you get so fluent at presenting? And aside from just the fact that I have been doing presentations on stages as small as, you know, 10, 20 people in the audience, as many as 2000, Over the last 10 years, there are some very specific things that I've learned, and I've not only learned, but been able to teach to other presenters to really help them nail their presentations and get fluent. So that is what I'm sharing with you today, and it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I was also a debate coach in college and a debater myself, so everything I am sharing with you today is not only my own lived experience, but things I've learned from some really great minds in the debate community. So, other thing about this podcast, in case you didn't know, not a single one of them are edited. It is just me delivering 100% on the fly each time. So if you want to learn to be able to speak kind of in that format where you're able to just deliver and speak on a topic with minimal verbal static, you know, there's moments where everyone has pauses and those are perfectly okay, then I recommend the following. So the first tip that I have is to prepare your speech, but don't memorize it word for word. And this was a mistake I made early in my speaking career. I would try and memorize an entire presentation verbatim, especially in college. And the problem with that is that when you get into the moment, you are inevitably going to forget one or two of the words. And if you're used to delivering it 100% the same way every time, this will really trip you up. So what I encourage you to do is to write out your key points and you know if you have some sort of slide presentation this makes it really easy. But if you don't, write it out on some note cards and highlight in different colors so you can even visualize the note card, right? And just the first couple of words. Because often what our memory needs is just a simple prompt to be able to remember the rest of the sentence, right? Like if you have a couple of your bullet points, like the first few words memorized, you'll be in great shape. And then practice, right? So Number two is animate your presentation. So if you have a slide deck that you'll be presenting, animate it in such a way that not just the whole slide appears each time, but you actually have each of the bullet points appear after you're done talking about them. This will do a couple of things. First, it will help you remember where you're going because each time you hit 
you know, the space bar or enter or are using a clicker, right? You'll have a moment where you can glance at the words, the first few words on the bullet point, and that will prompt you to remember your point. The other reason for this is if you have all of your points up on a deck, people are just going to read the deck and they're not going to pay attention to you. So if you're able to animate it in such a way where you get to speak and give a little bit more color to each of the bullet points as you go through it, people will stay much more engaged. And tip number three, visualize the room when you practice. So if you have the opportunity to check out the space in advance or even look up photos online, I always, always do this. I try and get a sense of the direction of the room, right? So if I know I'm going to be facing due north (laughs) or to the west, right, I will stand physically facing that direction so that when I'm in the moment, I'm not feeling, you know, discombobulated for lack of a better word in terms of directionality. And then I try and also find out where the projector is going to be projecting so I can be gesturing towards the direction of the screen. And that visualization when you practice, not just the setup of the room, but people being there will really, really help. Number four, practice, right? And when I say practice, I don't mean just once. I mean three or four times minimum if it's a really important presentation, right? So if this is like a client-facing presentation or you have the opportunity to speak at a large conference, the first one or two times you practice, it's going to sound robotic and you're probably going to be really having to think hard about what is your next example, what is your next story. So by the fourth time though, that goes away. By the fourth time, you're saying it in such a way that feels natural and sounds natural to the listener. And of course, eventually, as you're getting comfortable or if you're presenting the same topic time and time again, it won't need to be four times. But as you're learning to get really solid at presenting, I always recommend a minimum of four. Tip number five. (laughs) The last time you practice, number four, do it without the slides. Do it from memory. Try and visualize each slide in your mind for at least the first, I would say, five slides in a presentation. I'll do this sometimes even in bed, like the day of presentation, I'll be laying in bed and then I'll just close my eyes, visualize the first slide, and then practice saying it out loud for the first five slides. Because when you get past that initial introduction, you get past the the initial beginning points that you're going to make, you start to hit your groove. And that really happens usually in what I've seen from other people and from myself around slide five or six. So tip number six, and this is if you really want to take your presenting skills to the next level. You want to eliminate that verbal static. And when I say verbal static, what I mean is, um, uh, right? Those filler things that aren't actually words. So if you want to take it to the next level, if you really want to be a kick-ass presenter, I recommend having someone watch you when you present, and you can do this on any topic, right? You can practice this all the time. Have someone watch you, give them a cup and a handful of pennies. And every time they hear you say the word um or uh, they drop a penny in the cup. Now this sounds pretty extreme, but I'll tell you that my college debate team had me do this So did, you know, I took a class actually in speech and debate as well, and they would do this every time we presented. Someone would be volunteered to be sitting in the back of the room with a paper cup and pennies. And let me tell you, you have that done to you two, maybe three times, and you will never say um or uh again. 
truly, you'll notice that it gets eliminated from your own speaking and you'll start to notice when other people do it pretty often. That's something I'm actually, I wouldn't say critical, but it's definitely something I notice when other people are presenting, how often they use those filler words instead of just simply pausing, taking a breath, right? And I think that is the real power of that practice. And getting someone to do this with you can be incredibly impactful for your speaking for really the rest of your life. So tip number seven, as you are going to speak, the day of, hours before, every time that you feel nervous, say the phrase, I am excited. Don't say I'm nervous, say I am excited and say it until you believe it. Even if it's like, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, right? You have to say it three times fast because the difference between the feeling of excitement versus nervousness in your immune system, not in your immune system, in your nervous system is actually zero. It's the same way. The way your body fires when you're nervous versus excited, it can't tell the difference. The only difference is how you think about it. So every time I know I feel nervous, I start to say, I'm excited. And then I'll stand up, put my arms in the air, right? I'll get excited because that is how you transition away from being fearful to being truly excited and enthusiastic in the way that you present. Tip number eight. This is for once you are actually in the moment and you are going to start your presentation, find a way to get the audience either participating or moving within the first two minutes of your presentation. And I'll tell you, I do a pretty silly activity every time I present a workshop. And I even did this actually on Saturday at the Oregon Small Business Fair. You know, I did a the second part of a presentation. It was a dual presentation on the difference between branding versus marketing. When my section rolled around, I asked everyone to put down their pens, to stand up, to take a big inhale with me, and exhale audibly. And then I made them do it a second time because they weren't loud enough. (laughs) And then I had them stomp their feet, and then I had them shake their arms, and then I had them high five their neighbor. And I do that every time that I present to a group. And the reason is twofold. First, it makes me feel a heck of a lot better if I'm able to take a big, deep breath with everybody. Second, when we move in synchronicity with other people, it fires a special sort of chemical reaction in our brain, right? And I also come from like a movement background. I'm also a dance teacher. And I know when people move in synchronization, it creates connection. It creates that good feeling of oxytocin, right? And there's some real power in getting people to move. Also because we all sit way too much, truthfully. We really do. And especially if you are presenting at a conference, if it's the end of the day, you have to get people moving to get them engaged and excited. It also does a fantastic job of clearing the energy in the room, right? Everyone's mood suddenly changes. There's giggling, there's smiling, and it's a great way to get people engaged before I've even started talking. So if you can't do that, right, or if you're not comfortable just yet, get them to do something like raise their hands, ask an open-ended question, or say something along the lines of, you know, is this something you experience? Raise your hand if you agree. But getting people to move in sync, getting them to move and engage and have to do something will make them far more present for everything else you're going to say. So that was number eight. Number nine, during your presentation, smile. Smile and pause to breathe if you forget what you're saying, right? 
especially starting your speech with a smile. You can tell when someone's smiling. Like even right now, you can probably hear my voice that I'm smiling. It changes the tone. It changes the feeling. It changes the energy someone feels when they listen to you. And I'll tell you this too. The biggest reason we have all this verbal static, we're umming and ahhing our ways through life is because we're just not breathing. Take a breath. And I'll tell you what feels like minutes when you're up in front of a big group is just a mere second. That breath, the few seconds it takes you to take that breath instead of filler words will be unnoticeable, completely unnoticeable by the audience. Really, it probably feels like a half an hour to you, but it's, I would say, a millisecond to everybody watching. And people's brains need time to process what you're saying. If you are a fast talker like myself, That pause helps. It gives people a time to really reflect on the words that you just said. And last but not least, number 10, end on a high note. Leave people with a little rah-rah, no matter what your topic is. I don't care if you're presenting to clients, if you're presenting to a group, people will remember the end more than the beginning. So don't worry if you start off a little bit on, you know, the wrong foot. Close it strong. Close it with a little bit of pep. Close it with a pep talk, no matter what you're talking about. And I'll tell you, I do this. I do a lot of women's events, and especially about negotiation. And I always try and end with something inspirational or motivational at the end. And even this past weekend, again, coming back to that example where I was talking about branding versus marketing, I ended a section on marketing that could have been very dry. (laughs) Like, let's be real for a second. It could have been very boring. I ended it by reminding them to stay curious and that they can do it. And, you know, this is their baby and their business, but the power is really in staying curious and getting feedback and adjusting and treat it, you know, like you would a child, right? You're playing with a toy. You're trying to figure out the Legos, how it all fits together and make it fun. So ending on that high note really is what people remember. They will remember the last five minutes more than they will remember your entire speech. So if you can end them with something really positive, that's how they're going to remember your speaking. Okay, that was a lot of information. So quick recap on the 10 tips. First is prepare your speech, but don't memorize it. Second, animate your presentation so that each bullet point comes up instead of the entire slide. Number three is visualize the room when you practice. Number four is practice it at least four times. Number five is practice it the fourth time or fifth time without the slides. Try and do the first five slides from memory. Number six, if you wanna get next level, have someone watch you and drop a penny in a cup every time you say um or uh. Number seven, The day that you're going to speak or the day before when you're starting to feel nervous, say out loud the words, I am excited. Number eight, get the audience participating or physically moving at the beginning of your presentation to command their attention. Number nine, make sure to smile and pause to breathe if you forget what you're saying. And last but not least, always end on a high note. So those are my tips for being a really kick-ass presenter. I can't wait to hear from all of you and how your presentations are going. Always feel free to message me, whether you are listening on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, or 
Anchor, right? No matter where you're listening, I want to hear from you. How is this going? Are these tips helpful? And what sort of topics would you like to hear in the future? You can message me on pretty much all the platforms, but if you're not able to, find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at missb.moves. So M-I-S-S-B dot moves. Hope to hear from you soon. And until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking. Check back next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.